Welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Well, hello, networkers. We are back again with another episode of Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the reluctant networker and, according to my mom, superhero in residence. Uh, and uh, speaking of my mom, she is the networking guru and my business partner and here once again today. Hi, mom. Hi, Greg. How are you? You know, doing really well. Um, uh, this has been uh, kind of an interesting time with all the COVID shutdown and everything. But, you know, for all that it's been pretty horrible out in the world, there have been some bright spots that have you know come about. You know, I've been feeling a lot closer to my kids you know, being able to do things with them and, and seeing my wife a lot more. <laughs> um, and, of course, since she's also our boss, <laughs> I can't get away with nearly as much as I used to. <laughs> I keep trying to convince her that uh, watching soap operas and eating bonbons is part of my job uh, uh, responsibilities, but I'm not sure she's buying it anymore. So. <laughs> probably the bonbon parts. This is probably the bonbon part, yeah. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Well, um, just, you know, go on, keep it on, keep it on, because, of course, we still have our virtual classes that are happening. That's true. And um, so always trying to um, reach out to people to see if they would like to come to that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, we've been, I've been doing the same because, you know, it's, uh, we always love having lots of people in the classes because yeah. I think we all learn more from each other often than, yes. than we do, uh, um, you know, in, especially now with, with this being more virtual, I think there's a lot more facilitation going on and less uh, lecturing from the front of the room. Yeah. Um, because lecturing, that can be a recording. Uh, so what we have to offer is, has got to be much more interactive and much more uh, you know, facilitation than, than uh, just declaiming our knowledge from, from on high. Yeah. So, well, I guess we'll keep on working on it. Yeah, <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? Well, um I had an interesting conversation recently with a, a friend of mine from the Cleveland area. She is a, a social, clinical social worker, therapist, and um, really she worked in the school setting for years and years and years, and then a couple of years ago decided to go out on her own, so she has her own practice, and she also does some seminars, and uh, she was not really complaining. She was just chatting about how some people don't understand about the ethics that she has to follow according to her professional um, thing. Can't come up with the right yeah, word. requirements of her particular yeah. position. Yeah, and she, she mentioned that... Um, Are we allowed to say her name? Is that, is yeah, that her name is... Sorry. <laughs> her name is Lauren Givan, G-I-V-A-N. Okay. And she has a company called Dynamic Discoveries. She works with teenage girls to help them to have resiliency and to you know, really build their self-awareness and so forth. Okay. And having two girls of my own, I can understand the importance of that. Yeah, exactly. Lauren's mom, maybe maybe we should cloud that one, but I already let it out of the bag. So Lauren's mom, who is in economic development, said, well, why don't you find someone that has a teenage daughter that, and I'm, I'm making this up as I go along, that does marketing, does maybe social media, and then you can just switch services. You know, you can you Barter, can provide. You and Lawrence, she's, as she's telling me that she's just shaking her head because she said, "My mom doesn't understand that the ethics of my profession won't allow that. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't. I can't do that." 
And so I thought that that would be a jumping off point for us to talk about how to reward our referral sources. Okay. How can we work with them and stay within the guidelines of our own profession, the ethics, the compliance, or whatever that is. And we actually talk about that in our 10-week course about rewarding our referral sources, how Mm -hmm. you do that. So first of all, from my point of view, I think referral relationships should be mutually beneficial. Of course, yeah. And I think that they, in most instances, don't need to have money involved. So I'm not, if you give me a referral, Greg, I'm not going to pay you $50 for that referral. I'm going to instead work hard on your behalf very diligently to find a referral for you that will be just as good, just mm. as valuable, and probably much more valuable than a $50 bill would be. Sure. That's my opinion. And I know that some people do differ <laughs> that, you know, well, I'm going to pay for it. But what actually, uh, the, I have a story from, it. Uh, I heard it from Ivan Meisner, but it's about somebody else. And I don't remember who the somebody else is. It's so long ago. Probably best that the, the names are obscured. Anyway, yeah. So. <laughs> but he knew a realtor who gave when someone would give him a referral for a house to either be listed or sold, um, bought that he would give $100 to that person that referred that business in. Well, he hardly had to pay any money because he hardly got any referrals. Interesting. Yeah. So he also, as a hobby, made wine, and he was really good at it. He made really good wine. Okay. And he knew, just for the heck of it, uh, because he was very creative, he created this really cool label and so he had labels made for his bottles and mm-hmm. and he someone visited one time and you know one of the bottles was sitting on the counter and I think that maybe they had maybe had opened the bottle <laughs> <laughs> and the friend said how can i get more of this wine and the realtor said when you refer to me you get you know a, you get a, I, don't, I don't think he's given a case away but he was given more than one bottle let's say he's given four bottles and the person said really and he said yeah and ever since he started giving bottles of wine away, he got tons of referrals. Interesting. That the hundred dollars was unimaginable, or didn't create any um, any, any sort of urgency. Yeah, but people wanted that wine. Interesting, and yet the bottle of wine probably was it, it's it's uh, you know the counter value of it was relatively yeah. low. Yeah, that it was a perceived value. Mm-hmm. So that was, I think that's an interesting story, but there are lots of people, um, gentlemen in my life that I look at as a mentor. His name is Tom Fleming. Mm-hmm. He's a BNI director. I was an executive director until just recently when he um, moved out of that um, setting, but he's just the most brilliant person I've ever known. And his idea of the easiest way to thank people is to write them handwritten a heartfelt thank you note. I agree. That can be one of the one of the best ways to, to thank people. I mean, just acknowledging that they've done something. How often do we send out or do we give out referrals and then hear nothing? Even what happened to it. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. So he's a huge believer in that. Now, he did at one point, once, Tom likes to make every penny get spent maybe 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> he pinches them till they scream. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> And he bought T-shirts, I think, for the soccer 
um, team for one of his really good clients' mm. um, sons. So okay. he had to buy, like, I don't know how many kids are on a soccer team, but maybe 15 shirts. All right. So who knows what that costs? Probably $45. <laughs> you know, I, he probably got it for $3 a piece. But that's the only time that he did something other than, but it was a really good client and, you know, he wanted to, he, I think he had a, a special relationship with the, the son and so he did that extra. Now, at the other end of the extreme, I, uh, there's also another gentleman, Mike Garrison is his name. He was in BNI a long time ago. He's not, no longer in, hasn't been for a while, but uh, he is a corporate trainer. And his referral partnerships were very formalized, very, you know, we're going to meet on a regular basis. And so at the beginning of every year, he would sit down with these partners and they would strategize on what they were going to do for each other. And he would say, this is my um, reward plan for the year. Mm -hmm. And he would say, if you, he lived in the North Carolina area, if you give me $10,000 worth of training business in the next year, in the next 12 months, I will take you and your family to the Greenbrier for the weekend. Oh. And so he would figure that in, you know, what the cost was and then know what the profit was he was going to make on the $10,000 of work. And, and obviously he looked at it as an opportunity to develop the relationship further while mm -hmm. he was there that weekend. But you know, that was a huge carrot that he would have in front of his referral partners. So obviously as a corporate trainer, he could do that. Now, could Lauren do that? Absolutely not. No, that would go against. Uh, and again, many people, so the financial services industry, especially, and there are others also that I can't think of right now, are limited to uh, the amount of money that they can either give or accept, and it's usually $25. I mm -hmm. think the real estate industry is that too. Might be also, yeah. Um, I, I know that in my experience, uh, my, my sales trainer, uh, Joe Marr, mm -hmm. does Sandler Sales up in Ann Arbor, um, he, at least, this was many years ago now, probably 10 years ago, he actually had a, a an official, this is this is what you get if you bring in this uh, this level of, of response. So he had a, a kind of like what we do, we have the, our mini, um, well, he had uh, educational preview classes. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you bring three or five people to this, I will buy you lunch. Um, he says, but if they, if I, if you can get three people to sign up for the class, and this was not a an inconsiderable investment, uh, he would send you for a weekend in Chicago. Um, and uh, Elizabeth and I actually got to go to Chicago because we put three people into his class. Um, but I didn't put the people into the class because of the reward. I put people into the class because I believed in his class. Yeah. Uh, and this is one of those things you have to be careful of because sometimes the, the your, your desire, of course, is to get more business coming in. But I do know that there were people who felt really uncomfortable with that. Uh, they felt that if they brought people into the class, it would it'd be somehow tainted by the fact that they were getting this big reward out mm -hmm. of it. Um, and I can understand that. That's something we have to be aware of and be careful of if we're talking about rewarding our, our uh, um, you know, our giving these referrals because uh, are we doing it for the right reasons? Yeah. Uh, so. I, I agree totally. So I, I think that you, first of all, when you are accepting or 
a referral from someone and you want to reward them in whatever way that is, if you could think about giving of yourself as opposed to giving an object mm-hmm. that you, you know, like I have to go buy something and right. make it work. If you like, if you uh, make wine, another one of my clients um, made jewelry on the side, you know, it was a hobby mm-hmm. and many of her clients were women, most of them. 99%. And so when they became a client, they would get to choose a bracelet that oh, nice. she had made. For, you know, they could choose from a, a selection. Um, so that was another one. And um, some, pe- some people I know make are excellent photographers and then um, they make note cards with them. Okay. Uh, in fact, Arlene Gehrig, my friend who's a realtor, she is not the photographer, but... She gave a little bit of business to a photographer that she knew. She bought some original prints and had them made into note cards. And then she gives like five away when someone does something nice for, you know, whether it's a referral or, um, but it's just, it's unique. It's each one is different. It's special. It's not just a package of note cards. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's not just a pen. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that's actually from the heart. Yeah. Um, and actually... Send Out Cards, which is a, um international company. I think they're in some um, other places besides the USA. They are the company where you can send cards by going onto their website, and then they print it, and it actually gets a stamp on it. So, it, you know, it's pretty neat the way they their system is set up. But they also have gifts that you can select and send. Oh, fun. Yeah. So brownies... And I hadn't been on their website in a long time, even though I am a member of uh, Send Out Cards. Decided I better, you know, get, get busy and use it. And oh my gosh, the number of things that they now have that you can choose to just send is unbelievable. Okay. And I guess during COVID, I missed it, of course, because I wasn't on. They um, had a certain week where you could choose any gift and like send out five different ones at no cost to them. Really? Obviously, you know, showcased. Yeah, showcases what they uh-huh. can offer. And, and, and I, someone actually sent me a little box of brownies, and their brownies, you, you think, oh yeah, a package of brownies, but their brownies are to really die good. for. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew that I got them. <laughs> <laughs> they disappeared quickly, is what you're saying. <laughs> I savored them, but okay, well, I didn't, that's good. didn't that's... offer them to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I know that I talk about uh, things you can do to show your gratitude um, to referrals. And, and some of them are things that you wouldn't necessarily think of as rewards. But uh, we did touch on it briefly is actually uh, to, to get back to the person and say, this is what happened with that referral. Let them know that you not only received it and you appreciate it, but... This is the, this is the end result, um, because you know people can. It's frustrating when you give a gift of a referral and you never hear anything back. You don't know what happened. And I guess in some ways it's up to me as the person who gives the referral sometimes to follow up and just mm-hmm. say, "Hey, how'd that go?" Um, but if you take it upon yourself to actually get back to that original referring partner and say, "Hey, thank you so much for that referral. I really appreciate it. Here's what happened," um, because sometimes. A, even a good referral kind of falls through. Well, it may need a, l- a little extra help. Yeah. And, and if you go back to them and say, hey, you know, I appreciate it. It was perfect for me. I loved it. It just, it, it I, apparently they decided to go a different way. 
it's funny because sometimes the person you're talking to, it doesn't happen every time, certainly, you know, not often, but it can happen that they say, really, I think I need to call them up and, and understand why they're doing this and miraculously it can turn around. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen every time, but why not go through that little extra effort to not only acknowledge them, but, you know, maybe they can help you out yeah. as, as an end result. When I was in Detroit selling payroll service, we called on the accounting community. Okay. And of course, February 1 through eh, March 15th, <laughs> they don't want to talk to anyone unless you already have a relationship mm. and you know, you know, what's going on and you're um, very considerate of their time. And a lot of times salespeople would be dropping off food because they're working a gazillion yeah, hours. Ridiculous hours, yes. And, but it was all like donuts and bagels and all stuff that probably wasn't the best for them. I decided early on that I was going to find the best oranges. Mm. And I would, depending on the size of the firm, it might be a little bag or a bigger bag, but I would deliver oranges. And I got so many people calling me saying, thank you so much for such a thoughtful gift. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I, I'm up to here on sugar and donuts and, <laughs> and everything. Between coffee and donuts, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And that... That was the best orange. Where did you get them? And uh, so it's thinking a little bit. It, probably it cost me then. That's you know almost thirty years ago when I was selling. Do I still know the difference between gross and? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but and, you know maybe it was for a big bag. Maybe it was seven bucks for a bag of oranges. Mm -hmm. But th that seven bucks went a long way. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, you're standing out because you're doing something a little different from what everybody else is mm -hmm. doing. Um, and I think that's actually kind of uh, also another way that you can you can thank your referral partner. Um, and this is something that shouldn't even be have to be said, is if someone gives you a referral, you better knock it out of the park. Yeah. Um, you are, I mean, they are putting their reputation in your hands. You had better make them look good. You need to reflect well on them. Um as part of your gratitude, you know, this is because if you damage it, it, it probably isn't coming back. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a dangerous thing. So, you know, be sure that as part of your expression of gratitude, you make them look good. <laughs> <laughs> that's simple. So it's, it's not a huge topic to talk about, but it, it is a huge topic to think about. Hmm. Because of all the ethics, the compliance, the, all the issues, do, you know, do, you, do I want to look like I'm being paid off? All that stuff. You've got to really make sure that you're authentic and that if anyone looks in from a different point of view, that they're like, oh, that makes sense. As opposed to, oh, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. To touch on all those issues and be aware of them, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. be, able, be willing to accept the consequences of whatever your choices are. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've covered uh, the ideas of rewarding pretty well. Um, and uh, I hope you all can figure out exactly how you would like to reward your referral partners. In fact, why don't we have people put in the um, comments different ways that they have. Oh, that would be great. Yes. If you are listening to this, please go to our Facebook pages. And the, uh, the links are right there in the episode notes. Uh, go there and please let us know how do you reward your referral partners. 
Uh, because let's face it, there are probably as many ways to reward as there are people listening right now. So yeah, <laughs> possibly more. Yeah, I was going to say we can steal some ideas. <laughs> we'll be stealing the idea. I mean, uh, we will be uh, uh, talking about those ideas in future episodes. <laughs> All right, well, thank you all once again. Uh, please do subscribe if you have the opportunity or pass it along to someone you think could uh, use this information. Uh, until we uh, get together again, take care and go out and make some great connections. Take care, Mom. Thanks, Greg. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connectnation.com.